Welcome to Unleashed at Work and Home, the show dedicated to helping veterinarians, vet techs, dog trainers, shelter and rescue workers, pet sitters, and all the other animal-crazy pet professionals manage their stress and find more joy. I'm your host, Colleen Pilar, and I'm thrilled you're here with us today. Make sure you hit the subscribe button on your favorite app so that you won't miss a single episode. This episode is brought to you by our free community, the Circle of Resilient and Thriving Pet Professionals. If you like the ideas shared here, then you're invited to continue the conversation with other lifelong learners in the community. You can find out more at colleenpilar.com slash community. It's the perfect place for you to learn cool stuff, feel good, and take action to create the life you love. Come join us. My guest today is Lauren Heath, the owner of Presidential Pet Care in Northern Virginia, and I'm so excited to have you here today, Lauren. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. This is our first official coronavirus podcast. So what I would like to ask you is, um, first off, how long have you been in business? Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, by the way. I really appreciate it. I'm very excited. So I've been in business for six, almost seven years. I founded my business in July, 2013, and this is our very first pandemic. (laughs) Really? So before that happened, before that occurred, what was challenging about your business? What were some of the, the harder pieces of it? That is a great question. I think pre pandemic, a lot of the issues, I'm being 100% honest. I think a lot of the issues that we were having were me thinking that there was all these issues and it's actually (laughs) now I'm learning a mindset thing. So, I mean, I could go into detail about, you know, oh, well, we need more structure in this way and more procedures about this and that, but I'm now learning post pandemic or during pandemic that all of those things still exist, but it's just that my mindset around them have changed. So it's been a very interesting process to kind of come to that realization. It is really interesting, isn't it? All of yeah. the things that we thought were not possible or that were the big issues or all of that are very different right now. Right, us. right. I, before, you know, a friend would be like, oh, you know, like what's going on? Can we, you know, grab lunch or can we, you know, chat? I'm just like, I can't, like, I'm so busy and I just have all these things going on. And, you know, like none of that has changed necessarily, but I don't feel the pressure of this day-to-day business, I guess, because we're not doing walks right now. So suddenly I'm like, oh, I can take an hour lunch break and go walk my dog and, you know, sit down and eat a meal, not in front of my computer, all these things that were possible before. So I'm beginning to see that it was, I don't want to say that I was the problem um, because I feel like that wouldn't be very nice to myself, but definitely the mindset I think that I was in was the biggest problem. I like both pieces of that. Um, I think the self-compassion piece of recognizing that saying that you were the problem 
is not helpful to you and to, to recognize that and see that and know it and own it right here at the front of that statement is awesome. But also to look at it from the perspective of that there is a mindset and how we look at things really matters very, very much. Tell us a little bit about your business. So before, what services were you offering and you know what range and breadth was that covering? And then what are you currently offering? Pre-pandemic, we were offering dog walking and pet sitting services in addition to overnights. So, you know, kind of typical, it's an industry when people are at work, you know, we go take care of people's dogs. Um, People travel, we go do visits or overnights at their house. Um, So that was our, you know, our main services, dog walking being about 75 to 80% of that. And then during the pandemic, now that no one's going out of town and most people are home and we're trying to minimize the amount of homes that we're going in and out of. And we only have maybe three essential workers uh, as clients. Um, We've shifted. So um, we did create a no contact service that we call field trips where um, we're taking dogs on, you know, extended kind of hiking adventures in um, more isolated areas, like some parks or trails that are more regional and, Um, isolated. So that's been fun. Um, And then the biggest change that we've made is on May 1st, we're going to be launching our online store. Um, So we have uh, dog, dog and cat treats, toys, a couple different grooming things like shampoo and grooming wipes. Uh, Eventually, we're hoping to be able to offer food and litter. So um, we had to pivot. It's something that I've been wanting to do for years. Um, and very quickly it was like, okay, like now's the time, let's go. <laughs> so that's been fun and um, eye-opening. Something I was like talking myself out of for, I kid you not, years. I was going through notes recently. It was like 2015. I was like, online store. And that was what, five years ago? And then it took me maybe a month, you know, I've been working on it. So mm-hmm. it's funny what you can accomplish when your brain isn't telling you that you can't. So <laughs> yeah. And it's so cool that idea has been sort of rattling around in there for you. And now it exists. It did not exist just a few months ago. Yeah. And if someone had told you in December, oh, yeah, you'll have the store up and running by May 1st, you might have thought, "Mm, too busy, too busy. (laughs) (laughs) Too busy to have lunch with a friend, much too busy to do a store. Right. (laughs) So when you're looking at this and you're seeing this growth opportunity, um, of the store. The store will still exist when we get back to normal, whatever that might look like. Um, so that's a whole new piece of your business that that now exists that didn't before. That's a real interesting thing for you. What what shift does that cause for you? Oh, it's so exciting. It, I'm so excited because it opens so many more opportunities and it kind of... Um, it kind of, in a way, my original thought, like when I started the business is, oh, I want to be a one-stop shop and I want to do, you know, everything. I was like, oh yeah, like I'm going to do baths and nails and we're going to do pet taxis and all this different stuff. I figured out very quickly that I didn't actually want to like scoop poop and give baths and all that stuff. So I no longer wanted to be a one-stop shop, but I think the, the idea behind that was I wanted to be like one place that people could go for about pet stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think in a way we are now kind of coming back around to that. And so I was actually listening to, um, a Facebook live earlier today with, um, about like memberships and subscriptions. So 
um, you know, this is kind of opening up the, the idea of, oh, like we could do, you know, a subscription box once a month where people get poop bags, you know, treats, toys, maybe they get their food from us regularly. Um, you know, now we have access to, um, you know, things that we can buy for our clients more easily and at a lower cost for us so that we can, you know, pamper the people who do use us and, and things like that. So it's, I'm very, very excited about this. Um, <laughs> again, like you said, I never thought that like six months ago, if someone said that I'd be doing this. What do you, no way, that's crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's exciting. I feel like, um, I feel this newfound like passion, I think for my business that it wasn't gone. I've always been passionate about my business. I'm just a very passionate person in general. Um, but I have this new level of excitement because it's just this whole new layer now. Um, and I'm able to reach people that aren't in Northern Virginia too, which is great, you know, offering dog walking and pet sitting services. I can only serve so many people in this area, but like now my friend in California can order dog treats from me and support my business. And it's just been really cool so far. I love it. So that passion that's, that's causing the store to exist and all that, what is the passion that drew you into pet sitting in the beginning? What made you think this is right for me? To kind of go back, I studied psychology at George Mason, and I thought that I was going to become a therapist. I love talking to people. I love problem solving and helping people. Helping people is my passion, or just helping in general, I should say, is my passion. No matter what kind of hat I wear, it's always been my passion. Um, So that's what I thought I was going to do. In school, I took a violence and gender class, and that kind of shifted things for me. I was like, oh, I want to help women and children. Like, you know, this is, this is my passion. So it kind of shifted. And then when I graduated, I um, took uh, an overnight position at a local domestic violence shelter. And so I worked the overnight shift for a year. And the cool thing about that um, organization, it's called Doorways for Women and Families. That's where I volunteer as a children's volunteer. I volunteer at Doorways. Yeah. I was so curious when you were just saying that. That's so funny. Yeah. So doorways. So I worked there overnight for a year. And at the time when I worked there um, in 2010, it was the only shelter in Virginia and only one of nine in the entire country that also has a shelter for pets because there's Mm -hmm. a huge correlation between um, people who are experiencing domestic violence. They don't leave the relationship because they don't want to leave their pets behind because obviously if someone can abuse a human, they're, they're most likely going to abuse an animal as well. So that just floored me. And I was just like, wow, people are literally putting their safety and life on the line for their pets. Like that is extremely powerful. So I was just kind of drawn to that. And I started kind of doing more research and learning about the human animal bond. Um, I went to um, this conference out in Colorado. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but it was about um, animal assisted therapy. And that mm-hmm. was really interested in service dogs and therapy dogs. Anyway, long story short, I kind of hopped around in social work for a while, all while kind of learning on my own and doing a little bit of pet sitting for friends on the side. And then one day I just was like, I'm just going to start my own business. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I had not taken a single like business class at all or anything like that. Um, my, on my mom's side of the family, um, they actually have 
um, their own businesses like my aunt um, and my grandparents have. Uh, so it's just been kind of something that I not grew up around, but was always kind of in the back of my mind, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so I started my business in 2013. And it's kind of funny because I just recently kind of had this aha moment um, in the past couple of weeks, actually. So I realized, so my passion for, you know, people and humans is, you know, to help them. And I believe very strongly um, that, you know, humans have the right and, and should live their healthiest and safest lives and free from violence and, you know, just yeah. healthy relationships. Well, the, that same belief carries over to pets and, mm-hmm. and with my own business because, um, you know, we are a force-free pet care company and I recently just signed up to um, get fear-free certified. So I'm you know, going to be going through that process soon. And that's something that, you know, I've been very vocal about, especially in the past couple of years, but it wasn't until about a week ago, I realized, wait a minute, that's the same thing in a way. So there's a bridge in between. It is. That was kind of a cool realization that I kind of had the other day that just kind of clicked. So it is amazing how all those pieces tie together. I mean, like when you go all the way back to your women in violence course that you took in school, the layers there of um, how are we allowed to exert our force over another living being come out in these patterns of violence toward animals or toward women or toward children or toward men as well, um, are certainly our victims of that as well. Um, but it's it's very interesting. We actually did an episode, um, I think it was Jamie Holmes. Oh, I'm, I'm actually in this moment having a doubt, but I think it was Jamie Holmes where she was talking about that she had been, uh, she ran programs for men who were court ordered to mm-hmm. participate because they had been convicted of battery. Okay. And one big element was a little bit of that, like, what are you entitled to? What are you feeling like you're entitled to that, that allows you to exert your needs and force onto others. And it, it was an interesting pers- perspective because I think that happens with our animals all the time, you know, where we think that a dog should obey um, mm-hmm. because they should, because they love us, because of course they would listen all the time. And we're like, really? Because they're alive and they're very interested in rolling around in mud. You know, so they're not always all that interested in that. And so to find the middle grounds and the force-free ways and the ways of working together and cooperation and community and um, communication, it makes all the difference. It changes lives just from this fundamental level. So powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree. And I think, you know, what you were saying, rather than approaching whether it's you're approaching a human or an animal with kind of like an alpha approach, um, it, it doesn't get you to that um, a place of understanding with one another. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I, it's definitely affected, I think, my um, perspective on my business and probably is why I, in a way, feel more, I don't want to say more free. I feel like that's like a very woo, but, you know, I just think that, I don't know. I've had such a a shift and I think I'm just now realizing having had that connection that I just made, you know, even like a week or two ago, and then just kind of having the realization of, you know, the only, I am my only limit with my business. And so it's just really 
I don't know, it's been very empowering this time period, kind of coming to all of these realizations and talking with people like you who, um, you know, who've just kind of led all these kind of like good conversations. And I don't know, it's just been really, really great um, time to connect with so many different people about all these different things. So cool. So tell me what that's doing for you. I think I just feel more free, to be honest. I I know that I'm very, um, I don't want to say type A because I'm not, but I'm definitely, uh, I'm drawn to more like structure and it just, it feels good sometimes, but then it also really stresses me out and I'm confined by the pressures that I put on myself. So like yesterday, for example, um, so when you um, met with us, uh, you, you know, came and was a speaker um, for us at our pet professional group, right? You asked us like, okay, what are we committing to? And I was like, I'm going to walk miles six times, a, you know, a week or whatever. And, you know, so in my head, I'm like, okay, that's what I'm doing. Like, you know, I set this expectation upon myself. And then yesterday I was just, I just didn't feel like it. I was really like in the zone with what I was working on with the store and old Lauren would have been like, no, like you committed to do this, like you need to go to do it. And yesterday I was just like, okay, well, I'm just going to reevaluate my goal. Like I'm just going to change it because I'm the one that said it. So why can't I change it? Mm-hmm. Um, this is meeting my needs more. I'm not just, you know, obviously like if I'm sitting on the couch every day watching Netflix, like, okay, I don't want to go. Well, that's different. But you know, I was in the zone, I was journaling, I was working on something for my store. And so I think just what all this has done for me is I've given myself permission to change my mind and also just kind of go with the flow a little bit more rather than feeling like I need to have everything planned out. Although I love my planner and I'm obsessed with my planner. (laughs) Um, I've incorporated, you know, journaling and reflecting and self-care before I start my planner. If that's a verb now. (laughs) So, um, So, you know, I know this pandemic has been very, very difficult for a lot of people. And it's been very difficult for my business. Um, But I think it's been very, very good for me personally. And therefore, that's kind of trickling down into my business, which feels very, very good. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really powerful and profound. I think that sometimes things like you know, journaling and getting your brain, giving, giving yourself the, the time and space and permission to think things through and to figure out what's right for you and to go with the flow, I think is what you said and make changes and all of that, that feels not productive. And yet (laughs) it is the most valuable piece for being productive because it helps give you the clarity and the focus and the, the ability to decide, you know, like you do all that before you pull out your planner. Then when you pull out your planner, you're like, think, 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 here's what I'm going to do because Mm -hmm. I know what I want. And that's awesome. Yeah. So how are you going to make sure you maintain that amazing freedom when all of a sudden all of the non-essential people go back to work and they suddenly call you up and say, my dog would really love to go outside every day and make you just as busy as you used to be? Right. So um, I am not a morning person at all. I definitely love being up late and all of that. And I'm very much of the perspective of people should 
adjust their productivity to whatever makes most sense for them within reason that fits into, you know, their own life and society. Um, that being said, I am trying to wake up earlier. My goal is not to be a 5 a.m. person. That's just not going to happen, <laughs> at least in this year or the next five years or two years. I shouldn't say five years. Who knows? But um, it's not a goal of mine. But I'm just trying to kind of shift a little earlier, an hour, you know, or so. So, um, so I think, you know, waking up earlier and I'm not even doing work any earlier. I'm just doing that, what I was saying earlier, you know, the journaling, reflecting, just allowing myself to kind of have a minute to like just breathe for a second before I even get out of bed, take a longer walk with my dog. I make sure that I eat my breakfast or have my breakfast before I sit down. Um, so I think that honestly is a, is a really big part um, because I wasn't doing that before. I was waking up as you know late as I could and then kind of rushing through and just starting off the day feeling like, you know, just kind of stressed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like someone's, you know, sitting on your test, um, anxious. So having, doing that has really helped. That being said, I've been trying to do that for a very long time and I couldn't hold myself accountable. So the one thing that's really helped me is I have a friend who also has a business and she's been trying to do the same thing, um, for different reasons. She's a mom and she has kids. And so she's trying to have some her time, um, you know, before the kids wake up and she has to, you know, Mm -hmm. um, take care of them. So what we do now is we both get up and we both, you know, do our thing. And then we get on zoom together. We don't even really talk, but we just sit on zoom, (laughs) even with like our mics muted, you know, um, but we just sit there and we're both just doing our own thing. And we have the accountability of like, okay, I'm up. Like this person's waiting for me, you know, it's, so it's, it's been really nice to have, um, that accountability because I am definitely one of those people that I need an accountability partner. And if I don't have one, then it's very difficult for me to get something done unless I really want to do it, which I don't want to get up early. So, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how powerful that is. In fact, in Unleashed Resilience, we've had a couple of sessions that we call accountability hour and we come on and we say, okay, here's what I'm going to get done. And, and it is completely valid if it's, I'm going to sit and read a novel for an hour. Like I'm going to tell myself I have permission to do that. Or it's something that's a little bit more typically painful. Like I'm going to organize all the receipts and get them into QuickBooks. But either way, we come in on the beginning, we say, here's what I'm going to do. And then we work and we come back and we say, here's what I got done and how it feels. And it's just sort of that kind of like, okay, we can do it. We can do this. Just kind of check in, do and go. And it's just a funny thing how so often the job that we've been like, oh, it's going to take forever. It's done well within the hour. And then you had time to do something else. You're like, oh yeah, I did the receipts. And then I did this. And then I scheduled the three appointments I needed to do. And then this other thing got done too. Awesome. (laughs) That magic of working kind of in tandem, even though not you're working with anyone, you're working by yourself, but someone else is doing it too. Well, I think also with that too, it's like a mindset thing as well, because if you're like, okay, I hear all these other people, you know, doing whatever it is that they're going to do, like, you know, and you, at least for me, I'm, I'm naturally like, yeah, like you're going to do it, whatever you want to do. Like I support you. And so then I'm, you know, getting that same thing from other people Mm -hmm. in return. And so it's like, yeah, I can do it, you know? (laughs) So, um, yeah, I think that is a, accountability is a really powerful thing. And I think it's interesting too, as, 
um, you know, at least as a business owner, entrepreneur, it's different, I think, for us because, you know, if you are in an office working nine to five or if you're working for somebody else, um, yeah, I think it's just a little bit of a different dynamic. Yeah, I think I think for pet pros, it's very difficult to decide which hours are work hours and which hours are not work hours. Um, that seems to be such a common concern is that the work bleeds over, not just mentally, but actually tactically as well into hours that you thought you weren't going to be working. So there's not that distinction, which means that the rest and recuperation is not occurring as effectively as it could or should. And one of the things that we say all the time is, you know, that self-care is the best business plan. And that sounds like a trite little slogan. But when you were just describing the things that you have been doing that are helping you, they're all things that help your business too. You've been eating better and you've been walking slightly longer walks with your dog and you've been journaling and you've been working on sleeping and you've been, you know, connecting with your friend and all of those make you a better business owner. Mm -hmm. And intellectually, we kind of know that, but it's hard to stick with sometimes. But when you when you say it and you hear the passion in your voice and how delighted you are, here we are, we're in a pandemic and your business has been shrinking because you've said you had three clients right now who are essential workers and the remainder of your clients weren't. And yet you're happy and engaged and excited and building something. That's because you're taking care of you. And that's awesome. Yeah. It's funny because people always say, just like you were saying, like, oh, you know, get more sleep, drink more water, all these things. And we're like, yeah, I know, I know. And I think it just kind of becomes like, um, you know, background noise almost in a way. And then when you're like, start doing it, oh, now I see why people are saying that. (laughs) So it's definitely, it's a really powerful thing. I'm, I'm very appreciative. And, and also um, just focusing on not just self-care, but, you know, professional development too. Mm -hmm. I think I was, you know, because it wasn't like urgent Mm -hmm. in the past, I was just like, okay, whatever that can wait, that can wait. But like everything can always wait or it can very easily wait. And it's just like, it's going to keep getting put off. Right. Don't make time, even if it's for 30 minutes once a week, just, you know, making time to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's in reason and realizing the importance of it and how good it feels to have it and give it to yourself and give your, you know, yourself permission to have it. So. Yeah. I think that giving yourself permission pieces is, is a big piece of the struggle for so many pet professionals, because when we do it, it feels great, but it's so hard to do. It's like, oh, I don't have time for that. I don't, you know, that's not the most urgent thing right now, but it's something that will make you feel better. And in case of like professional development, it's something that will make you better at your job, at your career, you know, make the job and career easier, all of those pieces. And yet still, it's hard to carve out the time for these things. I think we all kind of struggle with that. Right. Well, just like you're saying, as pet professionals, if people have to choose between like, oh, my client is asking me to come do this last minute walk or this last minute cat sit or something happens, that versus, you know, going and taking my own dog for a walk 
or reading this book that I've been really wanting to read that's going to help my business grow. I think people feel obligated to, to help the client, which of course, like there are situations where like, of course you're going to you know, mm-hmm. go out of your way to help your clients. I think all of us do that without any explanation or justification, but you know, there have been times where, you know, I have just turned people down and I didn't have anything else going on to be honest, but I just was like, I don't want to go out on Saturday. That's my day off. I just don't want to. And it was okay. And the client was a great client and was like, no problem. I can ask my roommate or my neighbor, or that's fine. I'm really, he really doesn't need it anyway. Um, I think we feel bad, especially, you know, professionals are very, you know, a lot of us are women um, or female Mm -hmm. identified and, you know, that's a whole other level, right? you (laughs) You know, have to say yes. And we have to feel like we're helping. And if we're not helping, then, you know, that's, it's, it's really difficult, I think, for a lot of us, um, especially as a lot of us are natural caregivers. And that's why we got into this, not necessarily for business or for profit. So just merely out of passion. So I think it's, um, I'm hopeful that, you know, a lot of other folks are able to, um, you know, reflect in like some of the ways that I have. And I know I've been able to reflect and chat with a lot of different people, a lot of colleagues, and it's really, it's cool to see other people's process and how they're kind of um, learning from this whole experience. So I know there's a lot of learning going around. There's a lot of learning going around. Yeah. So if you could go back and give yourself advice seven years ago when you started your business, knowing what you know now, what would you tell you? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I would tell myself, um, go, I would tell myself probably two things. I would tell myself what you were just saying, which is that self-care is the best. How did you say it? You said self-care is the best business plan. I would tell myself that. And then I would also tell myself, um, you know, seek out a mentor or um, some kind of professional guidance and resources. I didn't start, like I reached out to our local small business development center, I think not until year three or four. Um, I didn't get a business coach until year four or five. And had I done that much sooner, I would be in a you know different space. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think those two things would be definitely yeah. what I would tell myself. Yeah. There's something so powerful in working with somebody. They can help you see things that you can't see yourself. So now... Here you are in the middle of a pandemic and you're learning things and your brain is engaged and you're excited and you're growing. What are you going to, if you can shoot yourself ahead seven years, what do you hope seven years from now you remember that you, that you've learned now? What are you carrying with you? I think just this, I think just the fact that I'm having this kind of, I want to say like, (laughs) like my own personal like renaissance in a way, like I'm this metamorphosis that I feel like I'm going through where I'm, you know, I've gone through a lot of things in my personal life in the past couple of years, including divorce. And, you know, I just bought my first place on my own. And so I think just having this be on the, I feel like that's like the end of that chapter. And now, right now is like the start of like the next seven years. And I think just reflecting back on 
I don't know, just seeing, I'm, I'm really interested to see, okay, if I did this much growing in the past seven years, like I can't even imagine yeah. how much growing I'm going to do in the next seven. So I think just, just like remembering like where I'm at right now. And just, I, I know that I'm going to be so much further than I, you know, I will have had so much more progress and um, it's, it's really exciting. I'm excited to think about seven years from now. That's awesome. So final question. If you could share a wish with pet professionals, your wish for them, what would it be? I think my wish would just for people to know that it's okay to set boundaries and it's okay to put your needs first and that setting boundaries is very healthy. Um, I mean, we do it all the time, you know, hopefully in our personal lives. And it's, it's important to do that with our own business so that, you know, like you were saying earlier, you know, that there are some lines and there is some black and white um, when it comes to like when you're working, when you're not working, um, what kind of clients you do want to take on, what kind of clients you don't. Um, where you stand with certain, you know, tools or methods, you know, so I think just having, being clear on what you stand for and what your boundaries are and what you will and won't do. I wish everybody clarity um, around that, or at least getting some kind of, you know, understanding of, I think, where everybody stands with their own, yeah, uh, what they're okay and not okay with. Yeah. That's beautiful. So if people wanted to learn more about you and your work, how could they do that? Um, people can learn about my business, Presidential Pet Care, just by going to our website, presidentialpetcare.com. And um, our online shop will be on there as well. And I believe the URL for that will be uh, presidentialpetcare.shop. That's my hope. <laughs> so, okay. Um, yeah. And then on social media at PresPets. At Prez Pets. Okay. Wonderful. Well, thanks so much for joining me today on Unleashed at Work at Home. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your experiences with all of us. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me and for tolerating my kitty cat who was nearby. <laughs> I love when your kitty cat is nearby. I think all of us do. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Colleen. Thanks for listening to Unleashed at Work and Home. I invite you to come learn more at ColleenPilar.com slash community, where you can be steady, be strong, and be long.